0: Two nine, the Mater presents In the Red Zone with Rob Witham. Tonight's broadcast is brought to you by Massey Wood and West and by the Sports Page Grill in downtown Ashland.
1: night, everybody. Rob with them along with you after kind of a crazy day. Uh, Not usually with you early in the morning, but we joined Tom and Mike with uh, severe weather coverage, and thankfully things weren't as bad as we feared they might be after looking at all the damage down in the deep south uh, on Easter Sunday. Uh, Things kind of calmed down a little bit when it got here to Virginia. The instability in the air was not as big, Uh, but time of day was everything. Uh, But boy, has that wind been howling all afternoon long, and the wind advisory should have Expired by now and things will calm down overnight. Nice day tomorrow when you just heard a little bit of rain and very cool coming up. On Wednesday, well, we of course live in local sports on this hour every Monday night from six to seven. Normally over at Sports Page Grill Ashland, but since the beginning of the COVID-19 pandemic, we've moved the show back here uh, to the studios of the Mater, and we do practice social distancing. Producer extraordinaire Calvin Cecil in the next room behind the uh, mysterious glass. So we're in the larger studio. One guest by phone tonight, one guest live, but that's okay because she's family, and we'll get to that in just a little bit a few pieces of news want to get to before we go to our first guest in a few moments um, we're still getting news and it's really weird it's been just so surreal in the last week or so to look at the calendar and it says april 7th or april 10th and you're getting postseason honors for spring sports announced and and that's exactly what has been happening and we want to congratulate a couple of of different groups here the first one being the randolph macon softball team you may recall they were number 10 in the nation to begin the 2020 season but they were only ranked 4th in the Old Dominion Athletic Conference poll so there were two there were teams uh, um above them in the conference preseason poll that weren't above them in the national poll it was really strange and i think nationally they uh, they got some rub and some uh, deserved respect out of making it to uh, the, the Women's were College World Series last year for the first time in school history. They were off to a good start, a very tough schedule. They were 8-3-1, and getting set to head into ODAC play, and then, of course, everything came to a close. So they finished at 8-3-1, and this past week, they were awarded the 18th position in the final National Fast Pitch Coaches Association Top 25 Division Three softball pole finishing with that eight three and one record 18th in the country uh you know that this team was going to be a little different than some softball teams that Randolph making in recent years they were going to rely a lot on the home run i mean they can play small ball too uh but they were they were smashing them with regularity shelby hill and sammy davidson were batting 472 429 respectively uh newcomer sophomore aaron doyle who had transferred into randolph-macon had a great career uh, down at cosby high school in midlothian had five home runs and 17 rbis while hitting 329 hill had 13 stolen bases already on the season now uh, from what i understand shelby does if, if we get a final word on the division three eligibility situation and if spring sport athletes at the division three level um, are able to come back and use an extra year of eligibility Shelby's plan is to do so, as you know, a couple of weeks ago, we had Taylor Sanderford, her te- teammate there at Randolph-Macon, she too being a senior, and she's got things already planned for post-graduation, and so therefore, Taylor's career um, has come to a close, and those are the types of decisions that are, that are going to have to happen as the NCAA finally finalizes things, and we thought that they had done a pretty quick job and, and good job of it there early on, but... It, it, it's not as much as they would step back as much as they have kind of clarified, well, you know, this is what we plan to do, but now we're trying to put the plan into action. And whenever that happens, then you have to sit down and go, okay, we got to assume that the plan hasn't been activated yet. So it's not an option until they come back and go, the plan is now in place and has been activated. And now it's an option. And then you can start making your decisions as such. Another thing that Randolph-Macon is doing right now on their website is really cool. It's called Senior Salute. And uh, either once or twice a day, the college is doing brief bios on seniors of spring sports, from uh, tennis to baseball, softball, uh, lacrosse, and more. And boy, uh, talk about lacrosse. I mean, the men were undefeated before the pandemic hit. Uh, the women had won two great games in non-conference play uh, to get over 500 and ready for O.D.A.C. play, and then suddenly everything was kind of taken away, which was a doggone shame, I tell you. Because I was, I've, I, of course, covered several of those games uh, on the air at RMCAthletics.com. In fact, that's the last sporting event that I covered back on the 11th of March, just over a month ago, where we. Had that um, Wednesday night lacrosse matchup with uh, Roger Williams. Yellow Jackets got the win. I stopped here by the station to get a couple of things done, and within about 30 minutes, the whole world changed because that was the night that uh, Rudy Gobert had been tested positive for COVID-19, the Utah Jazz Center, uh, which prompted a, uh, um, when that word started leaking out, a protest with Oklahoma City, who was scheduled to play Utah that night, going, hey, look, if you got a you know guy testing positive, A, uh, your other teammates might be, and B, we're not going to be on the same floor as you. And so uh, the, we saw that story develop, and then within the hour, uh, the NBA announced that they were suspending their season completely, totally. They shut it down, and that set off the cascade of announcements over the next, like, 48 hours. Uh, at that point, the the NCAA men's and women's basketball tournaments were going to be held, but they were going to be in closed arenas. No fans were going to be allowed. Uh, that got changed to canceled. They were warming up. VCU men's basketball were warming up to play an Atlantic Ten quarterfinal up in or first round game up in uh, Brooklyn, and found out while they were warming up for the game that the season was over. They were pulling the plug. They were not going to complete the tournament. The Atlantic Ten canceled. The ACC canceled every Division One men's tournament from a conference standpoint. All canceled. So a little over a month ago, and I know it feels like six months ago, uh, with all of us in quarantine and and enjoying each other's company, what few people we get to see. But uh, speaking of awards and and accolades that are weird to see in April, but are coming out, and I'm glad they're coming out. I I think that these these, uh, awards should still continue to be awarded, even with a truncated season. And we got to salute Tyler Flora. Tyler had a great career lacrosse at uh, Hanover High School and then came to Randolph-Macon at a time where Randolph-Macon was looking to take that next step, that next jump. His teammate Colin DeCessa from Hanover also came over and they played for four years together, officially, three seasons and then the first seven matches of their senior year. And Flora was named Honorable Mention All-America by Inside Lacrosse Magazine, which was fantastic. Congratulations to him. He had 34 ground balls, which was tied for fifth in the ODAC the figure led the team as well he had forced five turnovers he'd scored four goals and had an assist uh, on the attack and as you know Tyler was more the defensive the the transition get it up the field Colin was more of the run the offense and score that sort of thing but Tyler had a fantastic season and and that's a great accolade for him to end his career and and congratulations to both Hanover products I know that students here in the area in the richmond area and really specifically in hanover county uh, some of them struggle with whether or not they want to go to randolph-macon college because they feel like it's not far away from mom and dad to be honest with you that they want to kind of spread their wings and have an experience and to do that maybe they need to go play at christopher newport or maybe they need to go to mary washington or you know we've got kids from this area who are all over division three institutions in this region uh, there, there are uh, graduates from Hanover County High Schools that are playing anywhere from the University of Lynchburg to Roanoke to Emory and Henry. Ex- I mean, everywhere in the Old Dominion Athletic Conference and others who play in some other Division III institutions like the two we mentioned a moment ago, and CNU and Mary Washington. And I get that. I understand the need to kind of, s- kind of spread your wings and fly. But I, I also have to give, give a tip of the cap to those who decide that, you know what? Playing at home isn't such a bad idea. You could still live on campus. You don't have to live at home. Uh, You can make it an experience away from home, even if home's just a few miles away. In fact, that's occasionally a good thing. Uh, I I tell you, I would not have wanted to been a student who suddenly realized that they had to move back to Pennsylvania uh, or to North Carolina, or even further in the midst of everything that had been happening here in the last 30 days or so. So congratulations to Tyler. On that, honorable mention, All-American honor well when we come back gonna sit down and talk with one of my favorite people uh grayson radcliffe had a fantastic athletic career at patrick henry high school her number one sport was softball she was magnificent at it she spent one year at marshall university before transferring to the uh uh, to indiana university (coughs) i have to remind myself you don't call it the university of indiana it's known as iu and she has had a great career for the hoosiers and was having a phenomenal year this year when the bottom dropped out due to COVID-19. We've talked about how seniors are handling things. Now we need to talk a little bit about the other classes, the underclassmen, how they've handled it personally, how their teams are handling it, and whether or not it's going to affect their eligibility going forward as well. We'll sit down and chat with Grayson by phone coming up in just a moment after this first time out. Glad you're with us on this Monday night live from the Mater Studios. Back in a minute, you are in the red zone. We'll be back
0: with more from the Red Zone after these messages. When you
2: need printing, you usually need it yesterday. We Think and Ink can't work that quickly, but close. Let Chuck Staudenmeyer and the folks at We Think and Ink take your printing project and help make your message stand out. We Thinkin' Inc. offers quick turnaround and printing you'll be proud to use. Visit We Thinkin' Inc. in Ashland right next to the post office at 305 England Street. Let them suggest ideas for your business cards, letterhead, brochures, or business forms. We Thinkin' Inc. in Ashland.
1: There's never been a more important time to make sure the air in your home is clean as well as comfortable. Massey Wood & West, serving Virginia since 1923, is ready to help. Massey Wood & West offers quality cleaning services for your HVAC units and can make sure it's ready for the heat of the summer to come. Massey Wood & West proudly offers REAM heating and cooling systems. And if it's time to replace that HVAC unit, now is the perfect time to do so. The friendly staff at Massey Wood & West always looks out for your well-being and is working under all CDC guidelines. Need a new duct system? Massey Wood & West can handle that too. Plus, Massey Wood & West is proud to offer ream water heaters. So call 355-1721. Ask for Doug or Al. They'll be glad to help you get ready. 355-1721, Massey Wood & West. Online at MasseyWoodandWest.com. That's Massey Wood & West.
3: Some butterflies can travel over 2,000 miles. An inchworm can crawl up to one. A ladybug was once clocked at 5 miles per hour. A dragonfly, over 35. It's amazing what little things can do. At CJ's Thumbs Up Foundation, we've been using small donations to make big differences for children with life-threatening illnesses. Find out how
1: at CJstuff.org. swing you're in the red zone want to thank our friends at we think in ink as well as Massey wood and west for sponsoring our broadcast tonight here live from the mater well uh, i am just so out of sorts right now because this is the first time in nearly a decade that i'm not spending night after night after night out covering soccer lacrosse softball baseball and i will readily publicly admit that that i have in those eight nine years Fallen in love with the sport of softball. It is fascinating to me uh, because for so many reasons, um, uh, the, the way the pitchers pitch, the mechanics of that. Playing third base in softball, to me, has to be one of the most difficult positions in all of sports because you have to remember the field is, is uh, two-thirds the size, the infield is. Um, of a baseball field, it's 60 feet from plate from base to base. So, you, you, if somebody screams a liner down the third base line, your reaction time in order to get that is going to have to be like less than a half a second. It's amazing to watch the athletes at work, and I have really enjoyed it. And of course, I picked a great sport to enjoy in the sense that there's been such a renaissance and such a great era of softball at the high school level in Hanover County over the last decade. Uh, and, and part of that has been great individual play by players who have gone on now to make their case uh, at all levels of college divisions, including Division One one of them being 2017 patrick henry graduate grayson Radcliffe, who now takes care of business a shortstop at indiana university and grayson has uh, kindly agreed to join us here live by telephone tonight on in the red zone grayson my friend it's great to hear you again I, uh, i am so glad you're joining us tonight how you doing
4: Oh, Rob, it is just such an honor every time I get to speak with you, um, whether it be at a ball field, on the basketball court, uh, if we run into each other in Ashland, or when we're doing some type of interview like this. So I really appreciate you asking me on. Um, you know, I love my Hanover County community, and I'm just thankful to be back and able to uh, enjoy that a little bit during these times. So I appreciate it.
1: So how have, and we'll go, we'll go back. I want to talk about your career as well, but uh, but how are you personally handling the sudden shift from you know one day you're in the middle of your season and you guys were deep into the campaign because you started mid-february and and then the next day you're coming back to virginia and 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 there's no softball i, I uh, emotionally uh, psychologically how do you handle uh, just just such a jarring move like that
4: um you know it's been it's been tough and i think the beauty of it is that's what sports has taught us all our life is how to handle adversity. And so we get put in this situation and it's adversity. And so then you got to make a decision on how you're going to handle it. And you know what, you wake up every day and the sun still shines and um, you know, you get the opportunity to get up and take this walk of life. And so for me, it was a little different because we were fortunate enough. uh, We were opening up that weekend's play on Thursday. So we were actually down in Clearwater, Florida playing uh, when everything got canceled, and you know, it was one of those things where we had played game one, and on the way down there, we had heard things that you know the Ivy League had canceled, and some basketball stuff was getting canceled. And you think, oh, this could never happen to us. You know, we're an outdoor sport that, you know, not a, it's not enclosed areas, this, that, and the other. And then we get down, we finish game one, we hear that the SEC is canceled, um, the Pac-12 is not allowing fans into their games, and we're like, oh crap, you know, we're we're next but we got the opportunity to keep playing. So we go into game two and afterwards, our coaches had sent us over to some shade because you know, we're in the hot of sun down there. (laughs) We don't get that type of warm weather this time of year in Indiana. So um, we were sitting in the shade and our coaching staff, who is absolutely amazing, pulled our parents over and said a couple words to them and then walked over to us and you could just see it in their eyes. And so me and a couple of our seniors had kind of exchanged glances and um, I think just reading each other's body language and eyes, we could tell it was going to happen. And You know, it was, it was instant tears, it was instant hugs, but to be able to be together and to be down in sunny Florida and to just have that camaraderie and that, um, that kind of, you know, leaning on each other feeling uh, was great in a time like that because there are a lot of teams that they weren't even together, you know, and they were just on their campuses and didn't get to say bye to their coaches before campuses got shut down. So in that regard, uh, we were super fortunate um to be able to celebrate
1: that you're not kidding that's a big blessing in disguise in the midst of just the horror of the announcement and the realization of everything just shutting down at least you were together at least you had an opportunity to absorb it all together you're right i mean i'm sure if you'd have gotten a group text from your coach and then never laid eyes on on her again before you you know, had to come back home, that would have been a totally different way to receive the news and would have affected how you handled the news, I'm sure.
4: Absolutely. And, you know, that's where, um, you know, our athletic director giving us the opportunity to just go down there and compete and trusting our coach that she would make the right decisions. And we actually got to throw together a little senior banquet while we were down there and celebrate our seniors. And I don't know if you know the name, Michelle Smith, but Um, She was an Olympian. She was a gold medalist. She was an All-American at Oklahoma State, and um, our coaches have connections with her, so she actually, um, you know, gave us the opportunity to use her venue down there. She has a little, it's called the West Event down in Florida, and so we had this great big senior banquet thrown together in a matter of 24 hours um, where we all got to celebrate uh, as a team before headed back to Indiana. So, um, to say that we were fortunate and lucky is a huge understatement, uh, but we really did it up big to end the season there.
1: You're not kidding. Wow. So, so Grayson, how are you guys doing? Let's talk X's and O's for a minute. Uh, the, how are you doing in terms of, of conference play, overall play? How was the season going?
4: You know, we um, we had a little bit of adversity at the beginning of the year, and um we had our, it's hard to tell what she would have been. She could have been our one, she could have our ace, she could have been our number two pitcher. Um, but regardless, she tore ACL, mm. uh, let's see, maybe six days before the season started. Um, and so immediately, you know, that's kind of just a shot to the throat when someone that makes that big of an impact on the field has such a, a devastating season-ending injury. Um, and so we actually had a pitcher that quit in the fall prior to school starting and she decided to come back and finish out her senior year three days before season three days before we left to head down for opening weekend um and so to have her come back for her fifth year and someone to sit out you know it was just a lot going on in the beginning of the year for us and so i will admit you know we started slow um we had adversity that we had to face um and you know we played some good competition too and um, maybe just looking at the schedule at the beginning of the year, you wouldn't have really thought that. But you know, Duke finished really strong this year. UCF was in the top 25, um, and so we just we played at Duke. I think was three out of our first seven games of the year, and um, you know, was some of my my old time rivals and best <laughs> friends on that team. So it was awesome to get the opportunity to play them. But we actually ended up winning um, 10 of our last 13 games really kicked it into high gear, um, turned it around, was really coming together. And so this is what we felt like would be our hot streak. You know what I mean? When we were down in Florida, we were going to come back and start Big Ten play with Penn State. We had beat them twice to end the season last year. Um, And so we were really feeling confident going into this home stretch that we had and starting Big Ten play. Um, And so for that to kind of be taken so quick, it was just a shock. Um, We finished the season 12-9, and I believe. So... Um, you know, it's still a winning season, I guess, if you want to call it that with the shortened, the shortened 21 or 22 games, whatever that is, I'm not so great at math doing it that quick off the top of my head. (laughs) Um, Um, but that's, that's about how it went. So, you know, it was a little slow, but really cool to see a young team take a turn and build that confidence and know that they have the ability to beat anybody that stands on the field across from them. So, um, you know, it was good.
1: Now, you know there's a lot of softball people listening, so uh, give me a tutorial. We've got Savannah Henley at Lee Davis, who sadly is not going to be able to pitch her senior season because of COVID-19, but she's on her way to Purdue University, so she's headed to the Big Ten. What, give, give me a sense of the style of play and, and the level of play at, in, in the Big Ten Conference for softball.
4: Um, You know, I am so fortunate and blessed that I get the opportunity to compete in a Power Five conference, and I think anyone who gets the opportunity to compete collegiately is blessed and lucky, Um, but the Big Ten is something else, and I think it gets overlooked a little bit because, you know, you have powerhouses like that you see in the Pac-12, and um, every year they're going to produce teams that are just going to go in and really get after it, but the Big Ten um, had a really strong season last year. Minnesota went to the World Series. Uh, Michigan, Northwestern they both went to Super Regionals um, so you know we, we have a conference that competes. Wisconsin was in Regionals and um, was in the Championship game against Oklahoma so I just I, I think it's a conference that you never know what you're going to get because um, you're going to have to go out and fight and scrap and um, you know do everything that you can to win every game because nothing's going to be handed to you um, and I think that goes for, for any game you play or any conference you're in but I'll tell you Big Ten you, you got to just look out for some teams because you just never know what you're going to get. It's like I said, you got to go scrap and grit and play as hard as you can every game because it's, it's a power five school. They've got speed, they've got power, they've got great pitching, and they've got a great defense. And somewhere you got to find a hole um, to where you can go in and you can, you can beat them in that area and you beat them at their weakness. And, you know, we do a great job of scouting. And so that's huge at the level that I play at. I mean, we go through scouting reports. We take quizzes on scouting reports. We watch film. Uh, and we do all this so when we go, we're prepared and we're ready to go out there and attack whatever is thrown our way because, it's like I said, you never know what you're going to get in this conference. And that's a blessing and a curse all at the same time. So it's fun and it's competitive, and I'm fortunate and lucky and blessed to be able to compete in it.
1: Grayson Ratcliffe, Patrick Henry graduate and current Indiana University softball shortstop with us here tonight live on In the Red Zone. So, Grayson, what have you been told? You are not a senior this year. So what have you been told in your other classmates who are juniors, sophomores, et cetera, about the eligibility issue due to this season being basically truncated slash canceled? Um, are they going to make you use a year of eligibility? Do you get one? I, all the focus on this subject really has been about the seniors, but it affects everybody. What have you heard?
4: It absolutely affects everybody. Um, you know, we when we were down in Florida, the NCAA immediately came out with a statement saying that they thought eligibility relief um, would be reasonable to give to all student-athletes. And I remember me and my fellow juniors were really just dialing in on that because I think you realize once you start, once you become an upperclassman in college, you realize that your time is so limited. You know, you get there your freshman year and you're like, wow, I have all this time ahead of me and these days could not pass by any slower. And then you get into your sophomore year and you get the hang of things and you're really enjoying it. And then before you know it, you're an upperclassman and you're like, wow, I, I have two seasons left. You know, I'm more than halfway through. And I think that was something that really hit me hard this year. And so um, when that news came out, I had hope and I had faith that the NCAA was going to do the right thing for all student-athletes, but all the attention was focused around the seniors, and I absolutely thought that the seniors should get a year back, but um, I I absolutely thought that everybody should get a year back because everybody lost a year. You know, everybody was truncated a year, and we were barely um, a little more than a third of the way through our season, Um, and that's just precious time. I love this game. I love this sport, and I want to play it for as long as I get the opportunity to, and so to have that just, taken away so quickly. is just such a, such a stab to the heart. Um, so the NCAA released that statement. The next day, Division 2 and Division 3 came out saying that they were granting full eligibility to all athletes and Division 1 never came out and said anything. So we were waiting. We waited a week. They never came out with anything. We waited two weeks. They didn't come out with anything. And then finally we heard that on March 30th that we would get this news. And so, um, you know, we had a ton of two team Zoom meetings. Our athletic director got on and talked to us. Um, everyone was just pouring in what they thought was gonna happen and you see articles left and right. And so then it's just so much unknown, you know? So you're like, how could they not give it to us? But then with everything happening, all these financial situations, like what are we gonna do? Um, and so thankfully the NCAA granted a year of eligibility back to all student athletes. Um, and then from there it was up to the university with what they were gonna do. Um, so the NCAA granted it, and then the university gets their opportunity to grant it. And fortunately, Indiana said any student athlete, any spring sports student athlete who wants to come back and compete another year can. Um, and was just a huge blessing because another sport in our conference, Wisconsin, uh, they actually did not grant it. They're yeah. not letting their students, their spring sport athletes, come back. And that's a school that's in my conference and had some really powerful seniors. Um, so just a shock to kind of see not all power five schools, not all schools are allowing their, their athletes to come back. And so I'm fortunate that I get the opportunity to have another year um, and I will absolutely take it and use it to my advantage. So I'm excited for it. Uh,
1: uh, it's gonna be interesting to see how those dominoes fall and what schools say yes and what schools say no. And <coughs> if, if I had uh, if I had to bet on why, The answer is going to be, how well have you run the financial aspect of your athletic department? Um, If if you've done well and you've been good stewards of the funds that you have raised and you, you haven't uh, escrow or whatever the case may be, then in a time like this, you can spend some extra money from a scholarship standpoint so that people can have that year that they got basically robbed from through no fault of their own. And then on the other hand, there may be some other schools who didn't steward their money as well and may look at the situation and go, as much as we'd love to do it, we just don't have the financial wherewithal to do so. So watching that from a school-to-school basis here in the in the weeks to come, and, and I think this story is going to drag on for months, to be honest with you you that some of them may have to wait and see how the uh, economic picture is in November and December and and say okay can we afford doing this for these teams coming up in the spring or not so I think we're only scratching the surface of this particular particular subject I'm glad Grayson though that that you know what's happening with you and so you don't have to worry about that
4: yeah me too completely and I think even schools that um, maybe don't have the opportunity to give financial aid back to students or back to student athletes or allowing them to come back and play and compete a year you just don't have the money so in that aspect i think the transfer portal is going to get a little bit crazy or you know athletes who have financial aid and have had a scholarship or might have to take out a loan if they really love the game and want to continue to compete it and then on the other hand you have people that are just going to move on because they have you know post-grad jobs and internships and opportunities lined up and then you know you close one door and you open another because regardless of the decision you make it's it's going to be the right decision for you um and so whatever that looks like for each individual athlete you know they're going to go on and they're going to do big things so um it's going to be interesting though to see what everyone does and decides and um it's it's, it's going to be it's going to be an interesting year next year if we'll say that <laughs>
1: uh, yeah no doubt about that uncharted territory to be sure so so grayson from the academic standpoint what are you doing up there in bloomington
4: Oh, man. Um, So I'm a sports management major, marketing and management. Um, I I really don't know what I'm going to do with that or what path that's going to lead me down. Um, But I trust that there's a plan, you know, and I trust that I will figure it out. Um, And, you know, like I said, I want to play for as long as I can. I, I can't see myself leaving the game, whether that be coaching, whether that be giving lessons, whether that be mentoring people or I don't really know I see myself in the game somewhere somehow and that may end up happening that may not end up happening who knows um but I am a sports management marketing major I love it I enjoy it um I gotta figure out what I'm gonna do with this extra year now with school so I don't know maybe pick up a minor start grad school we'll see where that path goes um i'll figure that
1: out too rob (laughs) you know we'll see and and let's you know let's take the lemons and create lemonade this i think is going to give a lot of people in your class in particular the class of 2021 um, you are gonna. You have some time even right now to kind of explore your options and go, well, wait a minute, you know, if I get that year of eligibility and, and I'm going to play in the spring of 2022, and I didn't expect to, and I've not already committed to, you know, a job or whatever the case may be, you know, what else can I do academically? And you may end up, and many others in your situation may end up discovering areas that you would not have gone down those avenues had this pandemic not happened. And they may be things that you had no idea that you either had an interest in or something that can uh, be a, a, a great addition to what you're already planning on doing with your major. So uh, rather than looking at it negatively, turn it over and look at it positively. There may be some, some new directions and new avenues that will keep you on the same road. You just had no idea that you were going to be on a four-lane road rather than a two.
4: Oh, absolutely and you know every every opportunity you get is one that you can take and like you said turn those lemons into lemonade and um, you gain a little bit more knowledge you gain a little bit more experience and then you can go out to the world and do something with it so um, I'm confident that I will gain that knowledge and that experience and I'll be able to go do something um, beneficial to me and what I enjoy and um, you know can really can do for the rest of my life after college and Indiana University is going to give me that opportunity which is amazing so It's an awesome university. I'm thankful to be there.
1: So, let me ask you, before I let you go, uh, what did Patrick Henry High School do for you to prepare you for Indiana University?
4: Well, I am a Patrick Henry Patriot. Uh, True and true, I love that school. Um, I feel so terrible for every every senior across the country that has to miss out on their senior year. You know, I have... I have a younger sister that is at Patrick Henry this year and is yep. missing out on all her senior festivities. Um, so in athletic, I'm going to go athletic and then academic, what Patrick Henry did for me. So um, I'll start with academically since you know it is school. Um, I was in the AP classes at Patrick Henry, and I will tell you, I had some prof- or not professors, sorry, I'm in a college, uh, the right. college mindset still. <laughs> um, I had some teachers at PH that absolutely shaped me into who I am today. Um, really shaped my writing, shaped some math skills, prepared me for some extremely difficult AP tests that fortunately gave me some credit so I didn't have to take calculus at Indiana because I heard that was one of the worst classes and most challenging classes to take. So shout out to my uh, Mr. Pinkowski, my AP calc teacher, my junior and senior year, um, that I did not have to take my AP calc class at Indiana. Awesome. Um, <laughs> huge, that's huge, Rob. Uh, but, anyways, I, I think teachers at Patrick Henry really shaped me into who I am today, really prepared me for the workload that college was bringing. Um, because Indiana is no joke academically, um, and it's a grind day in and day out. But, you know, what you get, what you put in, what you get out. And I think that my teachers at PH really prepared me for that because they really care about you as an individual and where your next steps are in life. Um, and then, athletically, You know, I was a two-sport athlete at PH. I tried to attend every type of sporting match that I could. Um, And I would describe Patrick Henry Athletics as one big family. Um, And I think sports teams really kind of put their arm around each other and support each other, whether that be going to volleyball games, going to uh, girls and boys basketball games back-to-back, the football games in the county are crazy. As you know, Patrick Henry – not Patrick Henry – Hanover County softball – Is like the SEC or the Pac-12 of Virginia in itself Um, and so having that camaraderie having that family aspect uh, really prepared me for what Indiana was going to be like because our motto is Indiana athletics is 24 sports one team Um, and so yes we all play on our respective sports teams at IU but in the end we all represent the Indiana script Um, And I think that's huge. And I think at Patrick Henry, it was the same mindset. It doesn't matter what sports team you play on. It doesn't matter how many sports you play. um, Regardless, you're repping the Patrick Henry Patriots. Um, And that's something that I've carried with me throughout my my athletic career.
1: That's awesome. And and speaking of which, how is Saxon doing?
4: She's great. Um, She's super upset, you know. She's heartbroken. She wishes that she could get some of these memories back, especially sitting there and watching me go through them. Yeah. Um, and so she knows kinda how, how they are and how they go, what a senior night is, what graduation is, what your senior prom or whatever those um, you know, award ceremonies and banquets and dances and anything that you can imagine as a senior, um, she's definitely missing out on it and hurting. Uh but you know, we have some awesome parents in the community that are trying to get together and whether that be virtual activities or whether that be setting up a mock prom somewhere or trying to figure out where to have graduation on a public field or football field somewhere, um, they're really working their butts off to try to get it done for this graduating class. And so um, shout out to the moms in our community and all the, the class of 2020 seniors that are missing out. But Sachin, um, she's doing well. She's handling it well. As
1: well as she could. (coughs) As well as could be expected, absolutely. Grayson, always a pleasure to talk to you, my friend. Uh, uh, Take advantage of the opportunity here. Make lemonade out of the lemons. I know you will do that because you are always looking bright side up. Uh, That's one of the things I like about you and your family the most, very much. (laughs) Say hey to your folks for me. And uh, yeah, Thanks so much for being with us tonight. I appreciate your time, my friend.
4: Oh, no, I appreciate you having me on. Thank you,
1: and stay safe and stay healthy. Yes, ma'am, I will. You do the same. Grayson Ratcliffe, Indiana University, former Patrick Henry standout, and very well-spoken. And and I I think the, the biggest takeaway I get from that particular conversation is the blessing that that team, Indiana University softball had, and I didn't even know this until she said it here on the show, of being together so far away from campus when they got the shocking and disappointing news that their season was going to be canceled literally at the end of a game. Um, but they still were able to, to be together, pull together a banquet of sorts on the fly, and, and then be able to make that one last trip to Bloomington together before they had to you know scatter to their separate hometowns. And to an uncertain next several months of time. And uh, I, I know that they are supporting each other as as well as they can virtually. All teams are doing that right now, but... Grayson brought a great perspective for those whose careers are not done yet. And uh, I really appreciate her being on the show tonight. Now, we also want to take a little bit of time tonight and talk a little bit about online learning. Because it's something that for, I would say, <coughs> 95 96 97% of elementary, middle school, and high school students who suddenly saw their schools close first for two weeks and then for the year, parents woke up going, what what am i supposed to do and and kids were waking up going why can't i just play on the internet you know i have to learn on it there's there's a lot of tricks to to kind of maneuver through and so uh, i reached into my bullpen and my daughter rachel has successfully made the transition from being a student on campus graduating from longwood university and now is a student online full-time in graduate school working on her master's degree in elementary education. And when we come back after this time out, we're gonna have a little conversation, talk about a few ideas and a few tips that you can use as parents and students, you can use as well to kind of help you focus, help you learn and navigate the online world of learning and, and, and help make the best of this particular situation. So Rachel joins me on the other side of the break. Back in a moment, you are in the red zone. There's more to come right after this short break. There's never been a more important time to make sure the air in your home is clean as well as comfortable. Massey Wooden West, serving Virginia since 1923, is ready to help. Massey Wooden West offers quality cleaning services for your HVAC units and can make sure it's ready for the heat of the summer to come. Massey Wood and West proudly offers Rheem heating and cooling systems. And if it's time to replace that HVAC unit, now is the perfect time to do so. The friendly staff at Massey Wood and West always looks out for your well-being and is working under all CDC guidelines. Need a new duct system? Massey Wood and West can handle that, too. Plus, Massey Wood and West is proud to offer ream water heaters. So call 355-1721. Ask for Doug or Al. They'll be glad to help you get ready. 355-1721. Massey Wood and West. Online at MasseyWoodandWest.com. That's
5: MasseyWoodandWest.com new laws that may allow us to negotiate a settlement for the lowest amount possible. Our team of tax attorneys and enrolled agents can stop collections and get you protected so you can take control of your financial future. Tax Mediation Services is accredited by the Better Business Bureau. Call now for a free case review and a price protection guaranteed quote. Call Tax Mediation Services now at 800-418-0534. 800-418-0534. 800-418-0534. Helping our local community with updates on
2: businesses affected by the coronavirus emergency. Here is an update. The Glen Allen Supermarket on Mountain Road is open daily on reduced hours Monday through Saturday, 8 a.m. to 6 p.m. Sundays, 11 to 6. All hot food is available for to-go orders. For dinner specials and more information, see the Glen Allen Supermarket Facebook page. Santiago Pizza and Grill is open for takeout, curbside service, delivery, and home delivery from 11 a.m. to 9 p.m. Sunday through Thursday. And they're open to 10 p.m. Fridays and Saturdays. Order ahead at 299-2619, 299-2619, Santiago Pizza and Grill, 525 South Washington Highway, across from Lux Chevrolet in Ashland. Both Ferber's Tire and Auto locations in Ashland are open for business at their regularly scheduled hours. In order to operate safely, they have provided drop boxes available at both stores and can take payment over the phone. Ferber's Tire and Auto taking every step possible to keep you and your vehicle safe.
1: Wood and West at 355-1721 and Uh, MasseyWoodandWest.com. In this era of social distancing, there are some things, though, that you still have to make sure that are going and running. Uh, We got into the 80s today. We're going to stay in the 80s and head for the 90s before you know it. And if you haven't had your HVAC system checked or tuned up, Massey Wood and West can handle that for you. If maybe this was the year you had planned on getting a new one, Massey Wood and West, a proud proud distributor of ream hvac systems and other ream products and they can help you out and and in this particular situation if you've been furloughed or whatnot just talk to the good folks at massey wood and west and i'm sure they can work some things out for you Duck cleaning as well you want your air clean in your home in this time more than ever so 355-1721, if you think Massey Wood and West is only about oil or propane, you're absolutely wrong. They've been serving Virginia since 1923, keeping you warm, keeping you cool. And they can take care of you during this time as well. And our friends at We Think and Inc. here in Ashland, right on uh, uh, England Street, not far away from our friends over at Sports Page Grill Ashland, uh, taking care of business for your printing needs, whether it be business, whether it be nonprofit, whatever the case may be, get in touch with Chuck and Company. WeThinkIntInc.com is their website. So. Uh, my chauffeur was taking me from one store to another here the other day we were running some errands as, as you know all families do and she said to me you know dad maybe I should go on the show with you one time and talk about strategies for online learning I said okay you're on Monday night and then she kind of looked at me and then she realized I was serious about it because as much as we've talked here in the last four weeks be it Betsy Ann Cutler uh, be it Taylor Sandiford. Uh, we then we you know had a chance to talk with Carol LaHaye and Jackie Davis the last two weeks. But tonight with Grayson Radcliffe, we're, we uh, and I've done this on purpose. We spent a lot of time talking about the mental and psychological toll that all of these events and all of these changes have been taking on all of us because we can all relate in one way to another. You may not be on a softball team, but you may work with a team of 75 people at your office. And now suddenly you're working from home and you don't see any of your coworkers. You see your dog, but you don't see your coworkers. And for some people, that's a struggle. There are so many mental health issues about COVID-19. But let's flip the page for a moment to the academic side of things. Suddenly, with schools closing for the rest of the academic year, Different localities are handling things differently. Uh, Some are kind of just throwing in the towel in some grades and other grades. They're still continuing to do work. Hanover County Public Schools, we're back to online virtual learning today. Uh, They are doing their best to try to get paper copies of things to students as well. Of course, Hanover has the issue of rural internet and you know, can you get it or not? And they've got hotspots set up in the county. But I wanna take a few minutes tonight before we close to talk just a little bit about individually, A, as a parent, how can can I help my kids succeed through this time? so that it's not wasted time and when they get back in the classroom, they're where they're supposed to be. And B, if you are a high school student or a college student who was on campus and you had no desire to be an online learner and now all of a sudden you are by force, how can you handle that too? My daughter Rachel graduated in May with a theater education major and a history minor from Longwood University, and immediately, well, three months later, began her graduate school work through Liberty University Online for her master's in elementary education. And cross fingers and good grades, she'll be uh, part of the class of 2021 in Lynchburg. And she joins me now. We're going to talk a little bit about this. Hi, Rachel.
4: Hello.
6: How
1: are you? I'm good. Uh, good, good to sa- good to have you with us. Thank you. Yeah, usually you're in the background going, "Okay, can we?" Eat after the show
6: absolutely
1: yeah that that's usually your role so I want to ask you first because you and I have never had this conversation even in private what were the biggest challenges for you back in August September when you made the switch and it was a huge switch you were in Farmville in an apartment on your own going to class on campus and then flip the switch you're back home in an office room doing everything online What were the biggest obstacles for you to kind of get going?
6: Oh, gosh. Well, first, uh, different universities use different uh, databases. And at Longwood, you used Canvas, and a lot of people know Canvas. But Liberty went to Blackboard, and so I had to learn a whole new system, uh, first and foremost, how to navigate it, find the assignments, how do I turn these things in um, and everything. But then it was, how do I discipline myself enough when there's not a teacher in front of my face Mm -hmm. to get everything done in the time frame that they're giving me? Uh, Where, you know, you you go to class three days a week, same time for one hour, and that's it where it's like you have to teach it yourself and then go home and do the homework all in one place. So that that was my biggest struggle, finding out how to balance my personal life, my work life, but also like how do I fit school in now that I'm like all on my own.
1: Uh, now I know one thing you did, one strategy you immediately tried to put into place and you had some technological issues with it that, that, that didn't help you uh, there at the start, but they're getting straightened out was you were trying to do everything you possibly could to do your grad school work outside of where you hung out. In other words, you hang out in your bedroom, watch TV, blah, 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 blah. You really don't wanna make that the place where you're doing your work. Too many distractions, Mm -hmm. correct?
6: Absolutely, you don't, don't go to your bedroom. I'm guilty of this all the time. You know, (laughs) don't, you know, get in front of the TV or go to a room where you're gonna be distracted because you inevitably you're gonna go, no, it's not gonna distract me, and then two hours later you're like, I got nothing done. Mm-hmm. You have to, you know, classical music, I you know that helps some people focus, you know, you can always do that. For me, I had it has to be dead silent. If I'm gonna read a textbook, it needs to be completely quiet, so I need to close my door, eliminate the distractors, tell mom, talk to me later and get what I need done, done. I have to have that discipline with myself.
1: Now, you are in the midst of getting your masters in elementary ed. And I know you've spent some time in elementary schools here in this first year of your two-year program. I want you to talk a little bit to the parents of elementary school children because I'm sure. I mean, number one, you're worried about okay, well, who's going to watch the kids, you know? Because you know, if they're not, if they're 16, they can stay at home, okay. But they can't if they're seven. They can't if they're eight or nine. You can't do that. Mm-hmm. So you've got to make sure that they're learning, but you got to make sure they're behaving, and you've got. There are so many things from from a parental standpoint. And and I'm sure there are still parents whose heads are just spinning. How am I going to do this? What can they reasonably expect to 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 accomplish? And and how can they, as the adult, kind of keep steering their child in the right direction?
6: Sure. I mean, in the middle of you know all of this chaos, I w- was uh, I was in the middle of a practicum placement, and I was in the elementary classroom three four times a week mm-hmm. with the class, and I saw the impact of COVID-19. I watched the big pamphlets get passed out and I saw them get sent home and all the kids going, so this is optional, right? Like. Or having an extended summer, right? We had to, like, they don't understand. No. Um, I highly recommend Brain Pop. is an amazing uh, resource that normally does cost, um, but you normally can get it through your county. But they have a free video that explains what COVID-19 is to the child, animal child aspect. I've shared it on my personal Facebook page. Um, but it really gives them a good sense of what it is, why what is happening is happening um, and that it isn't necessarily an extended vacation, but but we do have to stay home. I I think the biggest thing for parents is to be patient with your teachers and to, there's tons of resources. If you go to your county's website, and Henrico County has a lot of. Uh, resources that parents can use to teach their kids. Uh, But the biggest thing is keep that routine going. If they get up at 7, like, yeah, they can sleep until 8 or 9, but don't let them sleep in too late. Make them, you know, eat breakfast, then we do this, then you have a break, then we do this, then you have snack. Have kind of established routine monday through friday so the kid has a more clear expectation of what to do
1: and does it necessarily have to mimic what they were doing minute by minute at school or can you just kind of create it in your own way at home to make sure that the bottom line is when the day is done and i put him or her to bed they got done what they needed to get done
6: i don't think necessarily needs to mimic school i mean that's virtually impossible to do but i mean make sure they're reading mm-hmm. they're engaging in mathematics i mean you could have them sit around and help you bake a cake you know there's measurements involved You've yes seen measuring cup that's real world applications they're learning but they're also learning those mathematics skills that they have to know be creative with it mm-hmm. you know create experiences because that kid you know you can sit there and put them on khan academy which is another fantastic resource for mathematics for k through five but They're going to remember more so baking with you with the measuring cup, and they're going to remember it more. Yeah, they are. They're going to go back to that SOL in fourth grade when, you know, fractions are on there, and they're going to go, oh, well, this is how you do it with flowers, so I can apply this to this word problem.
1: And then on top of that, you're making family memories and you're creating a situation to where it's so positive as opposed to by the end of trying to do that, you know, mom wants to throw the flower at the kid and the kid just wants to eat the cake batter.
6: Absolutely. (laughs) I mean, you can sit there and do a worksheet and, you know, you're probably going to get frustrated. Not everyone's, you know, familiar or was taught under the Virginia standards of learning. Right. Um, Or like people in other states who are doing Common Core. I wasn't taught under Common Core, so the parents who are like wanting to bring their own necks out. I understand, because that's not how we were taught. So to apply it in ways that you can at home with the resources you have, you're you're gonna be fine, you know.
1: Now, high school seniors, um, put yourself back five years Mm. and imagine if you were in the situation that they're in right now. How do you uh, separate, and it's hard, I know it's hard. You have to take some time, you have to divorce the disappointment and go, okay, I can't think about not having my prom. I can't think about not having my senior class trip. I can't think about these things, but I've got to make sure I get these things done so that I can graduate. And for student athletes, it's even more important because, and we haven't talked about this on the show and need to probably next week or in a future edition. Uh, there are some schools that are allowing people to, to finish up with pass fail grades. If you go that option, it may hurt you when it comes to recruiting to get to the college you want to go to A for academics and B to continue your athletic career. And there have been people all over Twitter in the last two weeks telling student athletes, do not opt for the pass fail option. It will affect your GPA. It will affect your transcript. It may affect whether you get to go there or not. So having said all that, Rachel, how do I as a high school student have the ability and the fortitude and the drive to make sure that I get done what I need to get done, because the bottom line is, if, if I don't get to go to my prom, I'm very disappointed, but I gotta get that diploma.
6: Oh, absolutely, I and I, I mean, I couldn't imagine where they'd be, because I was, you know, I was in theater all four years, I couldn't imagine not taking my senior bow or being into my final spring show, which exactly. many are being canceled, I understand. Yeah. But what you gotta remember is, you know, although there is uncertainty of how long this is gonna last, this is temporary. Mm-hmm. Life is going to resume, and college is going to go on. So you really need to remember more so the long-term goals than the short-term. Yeah, you didn't get your prom, but you can get that diploma. You can still get that dream job. Mm -hmm. That prom won't matter in 30 years, but that diploma to get your job does. So just – Keep that in mind, keep the long-term goals more so in mind than the short-term.
1: And high school seniors who are listening, if you are a class officer of your class, I can tell you right now, this is what you want to do. At five or 10 years, probably your 10-year reunion, make it a prom. When you get back together in 2030 for your 10th year reunion, have it be a prom. It'll be the prom you didn't get in 2020, And then, you know, they'll bring their wives and their husbands and and you can make it a family event. Uh, That's gonna happen in 2030. I can just tell you now, put it in the bank. It'll be the number one idea for reunions. Now you mentioned two things real quick before I let you go, two things. Khan Academy, Mm -hmm. that's K-H-A-N. Is that how it's spelled, That's I believe? That's correct, oh. yes.
6: That is a online resource. It is completely free. I use it all throughout elementary and middle school. It is every uh, mathematics as well you can think of. Examples, problems, and step-by-step. Um, ways to solve the problem. So if you're stuck on a problem, look it up. Find it. it's under probability or under algebra. I'm sure you can find it.
1: And then the other one was Brain Pop. So
6: Brain Pop, yeah, that is online. Um, you do most schools do pay for it. However, there are some free videos on there, and I highly recommend if you're still trying to find a way to explain this coronavirus to pull up that video specifically. Um, I think it, it explains it very, very well.
1: Uh, so now time for you to go back to your grad school work. Absolutely. That's right. My daughter, Rachel, everyone. Rach, thanks for being with us, and thanks for giving me a different perspective to help me help all the parents and the students out there kind of navigate these uncharted waters. No problem. Uh, By the way, can I get a ride home? Absolutely. I appreciate that. We'll take a quick break and come back and wrap up this edition of In the Red Zone. Coming up after this.
0: In the Red Zone. We'll take a short time out. We'll be
2: right back, so stay tuned to The Mater. When you need printing, you usually need it yesterday. We think an ink can't work that quickly, but close... Let Chuck Staudenmeyer and the folks at We Think in Ink take your printing project and help make your message stand out. We Think in Ink offers quick turnaround and printing you'll be proud to use. Visit We Think in Ink in Ashland right next to the post office at 305 England Street. Let them suggest ideas for your business cards, letterhead, brochures, or business forms. We Think in Ink in Ashland.
3: Non-attorney paid spokesperson. Could your house go into foreclosure? Are you behind on your mortgage payments? Does it seem like the bank has no interest in helping you save your home and you feel like you have nowhere to turn for help? Then we have good news for you. Foreclosure Protection Services can help save your home as they specialize in foreclosure assistance. That's all they do. If you're behind on your mortgage payments, being threatened with foreclosure, have been denied a loan modification, or been the victim of a predatory loan, it's critical that you call Foreclosure Protection Services now at 800-600-9969. Their network of attorneys and their agents are available to speak to you now. If you're behind on your mortgage payments, Foreclosure Protection Services can help stop the foreclosure process. Call today before it's too late. New laws are in effect and may save your home. Call for Closure Protection Services now at 800-600-9969. 800-600-9969. That's 800-600-9969
1: wrap up this edition of In the Red Zone. Hope you've enjoyed our conversations with uh, Grayson Ratcliffe. Good to catch up with my friend Grayson. And uh, thanks to my daughter, Rachel, who, by the way, has three words that are very important that we need to close our show on tonight. For those of you who are in the midst of this online learning thing, thanks to COVID-19, what's the number one strategy, Rachel?
6: Write it all down.
1: (laughs) Exactly. Everything you got to do, everything you have done, cross it out when it's done, the whole nine yards. Because sometimes you get information overload and then you forget things and that's a problem so write everything down everybody we will come back next monday night of course with another edition of in the red zone looking forward to continuing to have an opportunity to have guests on our show that normally we wouldn't have uh but they're available because of this you know current world situation so we'll take advantage of that and continue to bring you Quality interviews as well as quality information for you and your family. My thanks to Massey Wooden West, to We Think in Ink, thanks to Rachel, thanks to Grayson Ratcliffe, and of course, a big thanks to Calvin Cecil back in the control rooms right next door, literally the next door, away from me here inside the Mater Studios. I'm back with you for Party of Two coming up at 9 and back next to Monday night at 6 for In the Red Zone. Rob with them saying stay safe and have a good night, everybody.
0: In the Red Zone, with Rob Witham, is a production of WHAN Radio. Our producer is Calvin Cecil. Executive producer is William Roberts. In the Red Zone, with Rob Witham, is a copyright production of 5th Estate Broadcasting, LLC. Any rebroadcast or reproduction, in part or in whole, without the express written consent of 5th Estate Broadcasting, LLC, is strictly prohibited.